Bora e marca Lini. Vai Lini pro Gol, 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 Buongiorno Bianconeri, welcome back to the channel. All right, there's nothing to explain here. If you're a diehard Juve fan, this is a channel for you. So if you found us, make sure you smash that subscribe button. All right, everybody that's already with us and everybody that's going to be joining us, please hit the like button. And also don't forget to uh, ring the damn bell on YouTube and set those notifications on so you're always aware of what we got dropping. And uh, I'll just tell you everybody right out of the gate, we're happy to announce that we got Mirko Di Natale joining us live on Sunday for a fun little session, post-Mercado wrap-up, and just talking all things Juve. Mirko, oh man, we love Mirko at AJC, and he loves uh, the AJC too. So today, hey, the usual suspects. Luca's back, Omar's back. We are going to tackle what was Juve versus Lazio in the Coppa Italia and Juve seeing the victory through at 1-0. We are going to talk about news that took place today, but we're going to get to that at the end of the show today. So first, we're going to tackle the game. We're going to go through the recap. We're going to talk about highlights and key points, and then we're going to take on the day's news and see a big look ahead to February, which is going to be extremely busy for Juventus. Luca. Omar, how you guys doing? Luca, how you feeling? Guys, we won a game. Yes. <laughs> we all, all three of us predicted a loss yesterday, so I think we're all going to be happy this morning. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Loss. We predicted a draw. And then you it's predicted a loss. Like, no, no, I haven't said that. I said you I'm said not taking any predictions. In overtime, we lost. No, I say I said two two, and I'm not taking a bet on the overtime. <laughs> oh, how quickly it <laughs> changes. <laughs> Dude, it's a new year. We can go check. I told everybody yesterday, I'm going to switch things up and I'm going to, for the first time, as long as I can remember, predict a loss for Juventus. And uh, we got the win. So maybe I got to keep that thing going. I kept the mustache going for everybody forever. Now I got to keep the reverse uh, predictions to see if it brings us luck. Let's say what's up to everybody uh, in the live chat so far. Join us. We got Jeremiah out of the gate here. Guys, a win is a win. I'll take it. Hopefully, we can go all the way and win the Copa. It'll be a huge confidence boost, and it's a ticket into the Europa there for a guarantee. So, yeah, we got to think about uh, that as well. Mohammed coming in here saying good morning. Loca Deli cooked the best homemade meal in Italy yesterday. I'm just going to put it out there, and we're going to kick things off with this. To the Floppa Deli crowd, you can address all your apology letters to 1897. I'm sorry to you. We were wrong. And Locatelli is a house. Okay? So you can address all the apology letters there. This guy, uh, we always said, take it easy on Loca. Look at other problems. Leave Loca alone. Bobby Oaksell saying good morning. Uh, you and Tini. Here we go. Here we go. Ciao, guys, from Anthony. Ciao, ciao, from Bikram Jeet. Oh, Look at old Noni's coming in here saying that win was for you. There you go. There you Hi, go. Grandpa. So let's get to this game, everybody. So we'll tackle the game and then we'll get to uh, all the news because there is uh, some things we have to definitely discuss now. So Juve Lazio, the starting lineup was as 
predicted it was Perin, Danilo, Bremer, Sandro, Cuadrado, Fajoli, Locatelli, Rabio, and Kostic with Chiesa and Vlaovic up top. We spoke about it uh, prior to the game heading into there, and uh, it was, hey, that's probably the best we have right now going into that game. And, you know, we'd have eyes on Case and Vlaovic, how their combination play was going to be, what was going to happen. But we knew that we needed more out of Rabio and Kostic uh, based on performances heading into that game. And we needed some more solidity come from the back. I think we kind of got a combination of everything and we're going to tackle that and whatnot. But let's go through the highlights real quick. So, Starts off with, uh, I got to say, again, this is a trend that needs to go away, but Juve starting off extremely slow. Extremely slow. 13th minute, the first uh, chance goes to Lazio. It falls on a pass that gets right across the entire area. Falls to Zaccagni, and Zaccagni tries to go far post and curl it in, but he misses. A couple minutes later, Kostic gets into the penalty area, turns his man, tries a shot from a bad angle, does force a save from Maximiliano. And then 27th minute, we have a free header from Rabio. Juve grew in that. Uh, they started off really slow. 15 minutes on, it started to get better and better and better towards the end when we finally felt like late 30th minute started to pin them back and actually apply some pressure. 27-minute um, free header from Rabio just couldn't direct it to a corner, so easy save uh, for Maximiano. 33rd minute, Lazio, it felt like they got nothing, and all their opportunities were from distance, essentially, and this was another one from Felipe Anderson, shot from well out, and Perin uh, actually watches it out comfortably. Uh, 43rd minute, and this is it. We get a corner kick. Um, it gets a scramble outside. Chiesa ends up keeping it in. He has it back to the far post. It's headed clear, but Kostic stays on it. Flips the ball back into the mixer with Bremer there. And no, he doesn't head it in. He necks it in. Like back of the neck going in. Highly skilled finish, this guy. Okay. Highly skilled <laughs> finish there from Bremer. Look, I'll take it. I don't care what part of the body it hits. Get that ball in the net. We needed the goal. It was nice to see Bremer be able to contribute. He is always involved in aerial uh, um, duels and stuff like that. And he's been getting his headers, not able to get onto them properly and latch onto them. He gets a lot of those opportunities. It was nice to see him get this one. And uh, we take the 1-0 lead and we go into halftime. Guys, your overall views on that match at halftime. Let's start with Omer. Okay. Uh, with Juve, it's always like a tale of two halves. And so I just kind of hoping they, they continue this trend. But it was obvious that you are going to make some changes. Um, but overall, please, I, I can't. I told you earlier, I can't be angry for, you know, a few weeks straight. We, we got to have some win somewhere and that match felt good Juve felt in control limited Lazio a lot they like you said they didn't have any shots except from outside the area and very static something just didn't click for them and it did click for us some of the guys were actually performing it looked like our better starting 11 and Vlahovic was rusty the desire was there everything was there but he looked rusty in the first half and that's about it. it was pretty good there you go there you go now luca your thoughts 
I mean, not much to add. Uh, this might have been the first, the first impressive, you know, 45 minutes we've seen since the World Cup break. You know, like I, I didn't go into the halftime thinking, okay, the game is up for grabs. I mean, yeah, we're up by one, but I think we, we pretty much dominated them. Uh, I still think we're, there is room for improvement. I'll say that. But definitely, uh, definitely one of the best 45 I've seen in a while from our team. It wasn't really tactics in any sense. It was more like the guys have a desire. They look like they want to be there and they look like they want to win. That's about it. We could start nitpicking at the little things, which I'm sure we will after we get the full recap done. But I think about a halftime, I'm happy, honestly. Is Bremer, is Bremer too athletic? Like that jump, he jumped too high. <laughs> right? That's why he had to hit it. Down to get to that. that is he's a just, yeah, that he's is just a unit, man. He's he huge. Really he's a unit. He's just like, huge. I saw that a lot yeah, from Drogba. The uh, first half for me... Um, <laughs> Like I said, there, there's a lot of feelings around this team. I'm going to dive more into it once we get all the highlights done. But uh, overall, I was happy with it. Um, we talked about, there was a lot of talks about uh, trying something new and people looking at that lineup that was predicted and saying, hey, potentially 4-3-3 and all this. And I just, I thought, you know what? There's too many uncertainties and whatnot. And a lot of our issues come down to, like Luca was saying, is effort and energy and determination and fight. That's half the battle right there. Yeah. I went on a big rant on yesterday's show. And I think we kind of saw that that's the case. We have to bank on the guys that aren't really going to be there next season. Like, we, sorry, we got to bank on the guys that are going to be there next season. And kind of steer clear of the ones who aren't and don't want to be there. Locatelli is a prime example over these past few matches. Like when he comes in as a substitute for Paredes, I know that Max Allegri is trying to protect Paredes in his press conference and whatnot, but the guy has offered nothing. Um, he's made one good pass and his second contribution was kicking Tonali in the shins. That's about all we've gotten from Paredes in a nutshell. But Locatelli comes in, and again, if people are upset with the quality or whatever, the fact is is that he's got that drive. Yesterday, all game, you saw him barking orders to everybody and whatnot. So the first half, I was extremely happy with the effort, the determination. The defensive work, I loved it. And we've always known, like, flooding the midfield is the best for us, and it helps support the flanks too, which I think will suffer and be weak if we want to go to 4-3-3 and 4-2-3-1. I just think it's going to suffer. But I'm not against trying it because I think we do owe it to ourselves based on our offensive talent. However, I don't think the Copa Italia game against Lazio is where you want to try it. And we'll get into that after we get the highlights. My only thing, my only issue with the first half is that still in the final third, this team lacks a shared understanding. Um, and there's just, it's all uncertainty and it's guys freewheeling. And that's why it's not gelling and clicking because number one, Vlaovic is just getting into the mix. Chiesa is also just getting to the mix. And when you throw in the fact that there's no set designs, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a mess because these guys are legitimately doing that. They're freewheeling. So it's uh it kind of shows up but other than that i was happy i was told by somebody on twitter that lazio were gonna open up highways on the <clears> flanks 
I think those roads were under construction yesterday because I didn't see it. All right. So it must have been a mud pit or whatever. But I make sure to keep my receipts and I made sure I let him know first thing this morning when I woke up. Good morning, everybody. Juventus victory. Let's get into the second half. So not a lot of highlights in the second half. We'll talk about this. And uh, again, started off really slow in the second half. Juve sitting back and you thought, oh, man, are we going to sit this one through? Not necessarily the case. They tried to hit back at Lazio, try to get uh, some insurance. 66 minute, we get some good ball movement. Working from one wing with Chiesa, slotting it over to Moretti, who has a quick pass to Quadrado. Back into Moretti, lays it off for Locatelli. Has a really good shot, but too easy for Maximiliano uh, as he was trying to go uh, short side. Easy stop. 69th minute. This is a great ball from Locatelli. This is a sequence that we have seen from Juve before. But it just doesn't click often because the guys aren't uh, in sequence or in timing and whatnot. But this one actually did click. Pass from the flank inside to Locatelli. Miretti was already high. So Locatelli had the ability to cut in towards his flank. And then he just puts a beautiful ball over the top. Keen gets tugged by Patrick. If he goes down there, that's a red card. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, though. He fights through it. And uh, gets a good opportunity that Maximiano, when you watch a replay, doesn't know a whole lot about. He thought it squeaked through. Luckily, it sat there. Um, You want to see Keane finish those, but he did well to fight through. And, uh, yeah, just didn't fall for him and whatnot. It was a good hard strike. But, Omar, go ahead. I'm happy he didn't fall to the ground. Yeah. We we complain about it, that players fall too easily and looking for the fouls. No, you you have the strength. Power through. Next time, it's a goal. There are times when I say you can do that and whatnot, but if you're you going to take yourself away from a scoring opportunity, I think that's probably not the move to make. So I agree with you, Omer. I like the fact that he fought through there because he took Patrick on 1v1 and he absolutely broke his ankles as he hit the Man ground. handled him. And he got a solid hard rip off, probably not where he wanted to aim it, but... It gave down. Maximiano problems, and if it squeaks through, we would have been uh, giving him a whole lot more praise. So I like in that sense he fought through and he went for it. That so. pass, we need to admire that pass. Like, oh yeah, Locatelli oh, was it was beautiful pass. Locatelli had a game. We, we will definitely get to uh, Locatelli. Seventy-six minute uh, Marusic. He has a rip from far out, and Pedin watch. This is how you know when Pedin's on or any goalkeeper for the fact. He's watching shots that look relatively close from camera angles, of TV angles, and he's watching them out knowing it's not going. And that one looked maybe a little Mm -hmm. closer than how comfortable he was. So he was in complete control and knew 100% everything he needed to in that area. You saw him watch multiple off very comfortably. Uh, Great job from uh, Perrin there. Um, and this one wraps up 1-0. We see it out comfortably. Obviously, Di Maria had come in and uh, gets a sequence uh, all wrong. And Mad Max was in full force. I thought it was a fan screaming <laughs> at the top of his lungs. Uh, and it ended up being Allegri. And he left. He literally leaves the sideline and goes inside. And I got asked this because... I posted a clip just in reference to it. Uh, and, uh, of course, Luca keeping uh, everybody in line. Toes, man. That's not from this game. I realize that. You could easily tell from the scoreboard that said Udinese. However, it was funny just to use it because it was another flip-out session by Max. And I got asked this by uh, a fan and said, 
what does this do for you? I don't understand why you and any other uh, Juventini like post this stuff or whatever. And, and I go, dude, it's okay to laugh once in a while, regardless of everything going on in Juventus land and whatnot. It's okay to laugh once in a while. We it was to. hilarious seeing him flip out like that. And to be honest, rightfully so, because a piss poor decision from Di Maria who actually made a few when he came on. And again, mm -hmm. that final third play from Juve is what I'm going to criticize the most. We have to figure things out in the final third. But we're going to get to more. You guys' thoughts on Max Allegri when he loses? I just find it hilarious. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. And I knew oh, it was yeah. him. But what killed me is that it was like you knew he walked away from the bench because it started loud and then it just dropped in volume. So you knew he was walking away from the mic. Man, the it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I, I, found I, it, only, uh, I only saw it afterwards because my pizza just arrived. I had to leave to get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, so so I, saw it, I saw it later on, you, on uh, Twitter. But it's welcome. Every time it happens, it's welcome. Then I told Lou today that if he'd been like that from minute one, he won't have to be like that at the end of the game. Oh man! Oh, he would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Like he, he definitely. I don't think anybody had any human being has it in them to be like that all the time because you would probably drop uh, on the sideline there. Um, but yeah. We're yeah, gonna we get to uh, everything. If you're going to have match. a heart attack. You've getting the job done. Attack, no. We now meet uh, Inter in the Copitalia semis, and that's of course going to be April fourth and twenty fifth. But we're going to talk a bit more in review of this game. But hang on a second, because uh, don't tell me Anthony's jumping in. Oh, we got RB Comps asking Anthony, but Anthony's not uh, on the show, so maybe oh, just no. keep it to. Oh, what? Oh, I see. I knew it. Whoa, whoa. Is that can you hear me okay? I didn't set it up properly. I'm in a different spot. Am I oh, are you in okay? a fishbowl? Because you like three, a am I in a fishbowl? Doesn't matter. Because you three, hear me, hear me out, you three. Uh, Shame on you four. three for yesterday. Shame oh, on you three. <sighs> yes, Omar, you did predict a loss. So shame on you three. I'm not going to get into <laughs> the comments. <laughs> I Everybody in the skip comments said yesterday. I, I'm talking. You guys, quiet for a minute, especially you, Luca. Take shame easy, on you three. For you, for you three, bam, that's for you right there. If you didn't see it, come this way straight at you three, all right? Anthony, I, I think... I'm not done talking yet. Simmer down. We're Simmer gonna down. now we start a roll. All right. So everybody, let's keep the positivity up a little bit. We need a little bit more positivity from everybody. Lucas, stop shaking your head. All right. Great win yesterday. And did we stink yesterday? People like what we finally have a good game, and there's people out there who get who get mad at blowing out their uh, birthday candles. Dude. Those are the people that would complain about a game yesterday. Okay, what a great things. game that was. And did two you take your meds this morning? All right, man. <laughs> Red Bull in the morning, not a good idea, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I haven't had my coffee yet. Okay, one, one, I think your memory is starting to betray you. I predicted a draw. Second, you sound like you're not wearing any pants. <laughs> that's not your business, Omer. All right, that is none of your business. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I just said that's how you sound like. <laughs> Have all a great right, show, fellas. Right. Okay. Thanks, so, Grandpa. Anthony, wow. Take him out, okay. please, before we... First of all, it was attack. a reverse prediction to uh, make everything uh, turn the tides. But Ant uh, coming in hot, and uh, he's happy about it. He's definitely not wearing any pants. Again, that kind of ties in with the <laughs> a whole Allegri thing, too. It's, you know, like, yes, there's things we still need to work on. 
but you can definitely still be happy. Just be happy for the win, okay? And let's see where this thing goes. We made it very clear, and everybody knows, everybody in the chat knows how important Copa Italia has become as an entry into Europa. And we are going to tackle Europa League. We're going to tackle Copa Italia in a bit here. Let's get to man of the match here. I think it's going to be damn well unanimous. However, we'll talk about outside performances too. Luca, man of the match. Uh, I, obviously, man of the match is Locatelli, but I do want to give a big shout out to Bremer. He, since the Napoli performance, has definitely every game better and better. And yesterday with that goal, uh, honestly, great from him. That He would have been my second choice. There you go. There you go. I think uh, Bremer's a great shout. I would have had him up there as well. But Locatelli, uh, free and clear. Omar, anything to add to man of the match? Locatelli, Bremer, and I also add Kostic. He had a great game, yeah. in my opinion. That's a good point. Kostic played a good game. Now, we want to talk about it. Obviously, I had Locatelli as my man of the match, and I'm going to let all the Flopatelli guys uh, know well and clear that uh, I've been against it for the entire time, saying look elsewhere for issues, okay? Yesterday, I thought I painted a really clear picture on how lacking we are in terms of leadership and guys that shouldn't have to be in there now are being forced. This is kind of what we're seeing. But Locatelli, he's got that He's got that something about him right now that shows he's kind of a man on a mission and wants to uh, prove everybody that uh, he's here for the long haul. He gives a shit. And those are the guys we need to bank on. Chiesa and Loka, they give a shit. I'm not saying that the other guys don't, but it comes through in performances because you can hit that microphone in an interview and you can say whatever the hell you want. And it doesn't mean a damn thing until you put it out there on the pitch. The guy gives 110% of everything he has every second he's out there for Juve. Look elsewhere for problems. Now, Kostic getting um, a shout from Remo for man of the match. Let's talk about Kostic uh, in this performance because, to be honest, it was a good, a, a better showing from him, but the frustration still come through. And is that... Is that him? Is that lack of that guidance, light of that structure we talk about in the offensive final third? Because they still come through. And it's still more often than not a little too soon to cross and a lot of errant crosses <clears throat> still. He did find the one uh, to Bremer there. He found Rabio on another one that he wasn't able to tap on. But a lot of other ones were errant. So... What are you guys thinking there from Kost? Because I still remain the same after this game. Yes, it was a better showing from Kostic. I want to see a little more of Illing Jr. And uh, that's just me and whatnot. But what do you guys think? Uh, let's break down Kostic a little bit further here. Uh, okay. I I like the way he plays. I like this, you know, get the ball into the area quick before the defense have time to organize and men mark everyone. And that's the problem. When I say everyone, that means Vlahovic. Because yesterday, every time Kostic crossed into the area, there was no one there. It was Vlahovic and another four black shirts mm -hmm. around him. 
And that's a huge problem. You know, you can cross how much you like, but if you have one guy uh, inside the area, I mean, not, no one even on the edge of the area, then the chances of him actually making, you know, getting a clear header or something are slim to none. So I don't think it's mainly costage problem because you cross it into the area and you want at least three guys in there. Someone, it will be closer to him, someone further away from him. Uh, he does cross a lot. That's just the way to create chances. That's the way we play through the flanks right now. But no one is joining in, so I can't fully blame him. Put two, three guys there and you might have another goal from one of those crosses. And we're not talking about... like. When I say a lot of Aaron crosses, obviously I'm not talking about the ones that he does put in the mixer that just don't find a target. It's when he looks up and he knows where his guys are, yet still decides to put one low and hard across the carpet with two defenders in between him and his target that is easily cleared. It's those Whoa. ones that are frustrating to watch. Yeah. Because I, I, I will say something about it. When If you watch the Bundesliga a lot, that's mostly the way they cross and yeah, you know that's, player, that's a good point. players move into that path and always looking you know to get ahead okay. and that's uh, if you do latch onto it that's very hard for the keeper but to it's yeah. february at a club he's been playing with since the start of the season and yeah. we don't do that yeah that's just you know that's what he's used to uh, but you know that's something allegri has to tell him cross it to the far yeah. post and he has to work with the team and tell everyone where to be yeah. someone at the far post someone at the near post someone hold back a bit and then you have <clears throat> options mostly when he crosses there are no options just yeah. hoping for i don't have that. an issue with costage in general but the ability to beat a guy 1v1 is extremely important to this juventus if max allegri doesn't bring any set ideas patterns or whatnot in the final third all of a sudden yeah, these guys that can win 1v1s becomes right. crucial right this is the reason i bring up costage is because yes he's a crosser that's his game he will take that extra step he will beat a guy for that extra step to have the ball in but again i want to see a little more villing jr because he has that willingness he can go down the byline but he will also cut inside he will shoot he has no fear of shooting with his off foot as well. And again, I just want to see a little bit more of it. Kostic also has played a lot. And he had down performances leading up to this one. Yesterday was a more positive showing. But again, is what Kostic is bringing, not that he's necessarily at fault, but is something else and a different characteristic and a different trait, something that could help this team a little bit more offensively. That's kind of mm -hmm. what I'm getting at. So yeah, his work rate is something we missed. On yeah, the yeah. Got to give Luca. credit for that. Uh, Your thoughts? You guys said a lot that I'm thinking, and I think we all have the same. We're on the same page here. What I, I want to point out what I did like yesterday from Chiesa, and I think Max had a play in this. <clears throat> Whenever Kostic was on that wing and looking forward, for the, well, Chiesa took the wing, and so you know, uh, Kostic would give it to him, and then. Fede would basically become that winger and Kostic would cut more centrally. So it wasn't really like a top-of-the-box option, but he was there for that short pass. So Chiesa would try to take on that man. He could if he wanted to. He did it. And if not, he would cross it. I liked that as, as a, that second striker role. Like Sule did it once or twice with Keane. 
and it gives Kostic something different because I don't think he's going to take on the man, whereas Chiesa or Sule or even a Di Maria will. Um, so I like that combination. And whenever, let's say, he couldn't, Kostic was there, he rolls it back, and he swings it into Vlaovic. It's not perfect, but I think it's... It, I see what Max is working on in that sense. And he did some similar stuff on the right side where Chiesa would try to pull in, and if not, you know, uh, Juan was right there, rolls it back to Juan, Juan just flips it back in. So... I'm not going to say it's a, a perfect solution. I do think, and I've said it, I've been vocal about it, Illing takes on his man. I think that's something we need from our fullbacks. Uh, but I also appreciate the effort that Kostic provides. He's simple. You know that he's not going to try to take on his man and then lose the ball like, like a Cuadrado will do nine out of ten times. So for that, it's fine. But, you know, we, yeah. we've touched a lot of good... I, I think at this point we're really nitpicking. And yesterday... For what Lazio set up and what we set up, I think the the, the system was fine. I, I wouldn't I, change. I it. think I think that's a good point. I think the difference is that Chiesa drifted left yeah, a lot, left. and and, and yes. you don't get that with Di Maria or Sula. They are drifting right, and you yes, that's what I've noticed. Obviously, see the overload on the right flank, and we talked about it. But now, when Chiesa plays and he drifts left, suddenly Kostic has passing options which might be better for him and he won't have to cross it, every it time it's better i think yeah i saw yeah. it a lot better yeah. yesterday and there's a and here's another point we're going to build on this next rabio actually ran yesterday so costage had support on that left flank that was crucial usually he's all alone there i'm going to exactly. talk to uh i'm going to talk to rabio in a more general sense as we get a little further on how about we bring up uh quadrado here as uh, Noor coming in here saying, we should also mention Cuadrado, not a fan, but does it show how much we're missing a player like him on the right? Can I start? No. Yeah. Omar. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Luca. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll keep it concise because Anthony's going to get mad if not. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. He definitely was better than, let's say, a Weston because he's natural in that position. Could we do better? I think we're going to have to and look in the market for something better because we're obviously not extending. But it was refreshing to see him back and not be terrible. So those are my words. Yeah, I think he kind of lost his attacking ability. Like at one point in the game, I thought to myself, man, what a beautiful dribbler he used to be. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, with the ball always attached to his feet, beating guys 1v1 all the time, near the byline, in tight spaces. And he kind of lost that. But having said that, and take it as you will, everyone, his defensive abilities, we have no one on the squad who can perform that role yeah. defensively like what He did well defensively, I think. Right now, yeah. and I said it going into it as well, what he's done defensively uh, at that wing-back role is completely made it shut down for us, and it's it's good. It's good. He had to take a professional foul yesterday in that game, which he yeah. did, and that was huge on a 1-2. Mm -hmm. He got beat. That recognition immediately and knowing what to do, when to do it, that's top-level stuff, and I'm not so sure that the coverage for him there would have picked it up as quick as he did. So it is what it is. Obviously, maybe they would have, and we don't know. It's all speculation, but that's a professional foul from Quad, and probably the only time on that flank he got beat yesterday, mm -hmm. and uh, he knew what to do immediately, and we take it and we move on, and we can regroup. Big stuff what he's done defensively. Offensively, you guys touched, you nailed it on the head. Like 
He's lost that step. He's lost that. That happens to players as they get older. For me, the frustration with him offensively is that when you start to lose a step as you get older, and we've seen this, I we can go over a million examples. You have to adapt your game because that happens. That happens naturally. He continues. He hasn't necessarily adapted. So you can watch defenders as he's lining them up, and he is backing them up still. And that threat is still there. They're still concerned about it because they know he's going to attempt it. He needs to adapt, take advantage of that, maybe push them a little further and look for those trailing runs. Yesterday... He did on one occasion, maybe two occasions. And it ended up with an opportunity or maybe that sequence broke down later on down the line. But if he can push these guys further back, maybe instead of trying to go direct and beat them, adapt and take him down the line to the end line and then have that trailing cross or whatnot. He just needs a slight... He needs to learn that he doesn't have the step he once has and needs to move. Now, in terms of a question we got here, which was... Going back to Kostic and whatnot, do you think he's doing this on his own and it's not Allegri's instruction? I believe it is completely on his own. And the reason is, is because look at the contrast from one side to the other. If we were instruct, if we were being instructed that we want to just fill the area with crosses, then you wouldn't have Quadrado doing what he's doing on the opposite side, which is carrying the ball forward, looking to at least be that 1v1 threat because he's not flooding... He's not flooding the area with crosses. And you can, and again, if he was being instructed to, you would know damn well that Max would be losing his mind. These guys have free reign in the final third. Max Allegri's teams historically have always Mm -hmm. had free reign. Kostic plays the way he plays. Quadrado plays the way he plays. And all our creation guys, they want to be on the ball. Chiesa, Di Maria, whatnot. It is freewheeling improvisation at its finest in the final third. I, and I'm sticking to that because there's no way if we're being instructed to cross, it would be happening from both flanks and it would be literally get down there, cross that ball in. Not see Yeah, it. that's, that's basically what Allegri is. He even said that yeah. I don't remember the, the, the perfect quote, you know, word for word, but that you, you can lead players to the door, but you gotta let them, open it uh, because everyone will open it a different way so it's kind of get to the final third then you have choice freedom of choice to do what you want we've talked about not making any no not working on attacking patterns now now in terms of adrian rabio obviously a better showing from yesterday look we talked about it you go down the list um danilo bremer even sandro um, Logatelli was great. Um, Kiesa and Vlaovic, we'll talk about Kiesa and Vlaovic. For me, it's yep. just not enough time together yet, especially playing in that manner or whatnot. But I'm not going too hard on Vlaovic. I saw the criticisms out there yesterday and whatnot. He's still just getting back into it with us. And he didn't play in that setup with us before he got hurt. That's true. So... I'm not expecting it to be full go right off the hop. But from an individual standpoint, as far as a performance, I don't know. Um, I probably wouldn't go too hard and just keep them level 
at what he started for a rating. What do you guys have to add as far as Vlaovic and Chiesa yesterday before we get into a more overall look? Omar? Yeah, I, I think the connection was there. I liked what I saw from Vlahovic. The touch, he had the touch of someone who hasn't played for uh, three months and is now playing in a new setup with someone he hasn't played yet uh, in this setup. So the desire he was high-fiving everyone he was clapping pushing the team forward like the the desire and the heart was in the right place it's just the execution will take some more time and you know shake off all those all these injuries that he had but besides that i liked what i saw it was fine all right luca i'm gonna build off that just with what i said to you guys in our chat yesterday i mean if you look at it let's say you disconnect all everything and you're just an you know, unbiased fan watching the game it wasn't his best game that's very clear he's straight off an injury that's fine what i picked up on and i think it's important for us to focus on you know the positive aspects of yesterday's game his 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 connection with Chiesa is on and off the field it's we know it's from the past we know they get along and every time one of them had the ball or they're always looking for the other one and if they messed up a pass first thing they do lift up their arm and they apologize and when they were next to each other and they messed up something there's a high five five seconds after i know it's not something everyone notices but i feel like in a in a club right now where everything seems to be going to shit off the field these guys need to have faith and trust in each other and that will motivate them to want to do better for the guy next to them i think as a team, it's good to see those two clicking. I think it'll just build and build. And I think it's up to Max to get the best out of them. And I honestly think if I'm a defender and I see those two, even if they're messing up, I see them still very into it. I'm shitting my pants because those are two high-class players. And when they're on, they're, they're, they could be you know very destructive to any defensive line. So for me, seeing that was a great positive from yesterday's game. Yeah, I think... There were some moments in there where it was like, okay, you know, you could see what the intentions are, what they're trying to make happen and whatnot. Obviously, it wasn't falling, but again, they've got to get uh, familiar with one another again on the pitch together. And this is a different setup uh, than what they were used to previously. And again, it there's a lot more to it. Um, you still, you could put, top quality players out there. But for me, it always still comes down to ideas and basics and patterns that just open up those lanes and areas for these guys to do their work. And I think there still needs to be, there has to be some type of structure set up that helps them uh, achieve what they're trying to achieve. Because yeah. I don't know, I've just, I've always had that belief and just, you know, uh, what I've seen out there in certain coaches and what they practice. And when you watch other teams play, and how the movements all make sense. And then you watch Juve and it's a little bit challenging. And I think this, now we're going to get to a more overall look. But as far as Vlaovic and Chiesa go, I don't have any concerns about either one of them necessarily yet. Um, and if it's going to be this deadly duo or whatnot, because it's just far too soon to make any of those types of judgments. But the idea is what they're trying to do is right. A couple of times yesterday, you could see it and you can get hyped up. A couple of times yesterday, you could see that it was forced and they were not on the same page. So you got a mixed bag there yesterday, but again, give it some time. Let's have a little bit of patience. Um, Chiesa, he's there with Locatelli as one of the guys we're going to be leaning on moving forward. And uh, again, just give it some time. More overall look. 
everything and everybody. Adrian Rabio had a better game. We talked about Danilo, Bremer, Sandro uh, doing good, being solid. Quadrado helping on the right side. For me, the one main thing with this team overall is that you still have bodies that are going to be inconsistent. Okay. And when you look at this team, if we are not solid defensively, we are going to struggle because we are not a team that is going to go out there and bag a bunch of goals. And when you score three goals and your Juve, you should be winning games. And when you draw Atalanta, it's because, again, you've lost that solidity for whatever reason. You're not locking things up. And we could talk about, we did, and we covered the individual performances and overall team performance in that one. But this team, for me, is still lacking big time offensively. And I don't know if the freewheeling thing is, I'm not going to hold my breath that just putting the quality players in there will sort itself out and just make all of a sudden all these goals pop in. I'm not... I'm not terribly convinced unless we're playing weaker opponents and whatnot, but I think we need a little bit more when we play the stronger opponents. And now we're going to get into like a Europa league type discussion whatnot, but what do you guys think about that kind of thought? And Omar, you, I see you want to lead off. Go ahead. No, I, I completely agree with what you said. We need patience, you know, understanding each other and where does everyone move? It takes a bit of time that move where Chiesa managed to square a low ball that was coming in high and looked like it was going out. And in one touch, he put it into the five-yard oh, area. Yeah. That was class. That's a world-class move that I don't know who else pulls it with his right leg. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to bring up another point, a uh, quick one about the match, but uh, Luca, go first and answer what Al said. Well, mine, if we're looking at big picture now, I think... I, this question has to come up, and I think we've talked about it in the back room yesterday. I want to bring it up now to you guys because uh, we've we've now gone through two Copa matches where we haven't conceded a goal. I think the question now has to come. Perin has had two great games in the Copa. I, maybe it's just a Copa thing and not a league thing. Nothing against Chesney. I think he's still good. If At this point, do we put Perin for the league? Does it make a difference? What do you guys think? I want your thoughts before Omar brings up his other point. For Perrin? Yeah. That, that, that was my point. Uh, Perfect. Great. I, I think it will be unanimous in the in the chat. You can all answer. But for me, I, I think Perrin should. He deserves a shot, I Chesney. think, just to see. I, have, I think he deserves it. I have no issues with Tech or Perrin, to be 100% honest. Um, I think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, Tech's got some howlers here and there. Probably per capita based on performances and whatnot pitting i'm trying to think of uh, a pitting howler uh right now it's rare that you see him like make a a, a really just a, a, a blunder for usually for pitting it's it's a it's a nice goal you know it's not like he fumbles the ball or something it's rare you see him make no he, he had a few but it was in his previous tenure yeah it wasn't with that game so yeah i'm trying to no, say for us for juventus i can't mm. think of a penny no, howler yeah, the, there was game. a game we lost to uh, genoa i remember we considered from pandev and Sturaro, and it was just two howlers from him but 
it was in his first tenure at Juve, so yeah, that's a long insane. time has passed. He yeah, matured. He's, he's definitely better now. Uh, he's a better goalkeeper, mm -hmm. and I think just the way he communicates with everyone and always talking, always pointing, is something that Tech doesn't do. Tech usually gets frustrated when things don't I, work out. I'm gonna stick with this. I don't think it's an issue, and again, the even if we're talking about communication thing, when I think just the solidity that we saw yesterday isn't always there because this team is inconsistent and Chesney again, he's been in there more. So he's been in there more also for the ship performances. Right. 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 And I think it all plays a part. If I look at this thing, Juve has two number one goalkeepers. Mm -hmm. If I look at this thing and I honestly moving forward, I'm fine with whoever he puts in. I don't think there's a big boost with either one, I think it's fine, and I think it's the same back there with either one you play. My preference—that's a different—that's a different answer. What's your? Preference? I'll give you, okay, and I'm not going to give it to you, but my preference is different. I'll just say that. <laughs> Grief. It's <laughs> like to see Luca get fired up there. I'm not going to give my you, preference. You, you my preference, preference is different, just... but right now I don't—I don't think it's a big just problem. Say it forward. Um, we do have a question coming in, and. I just want to let uh, Marco know that he's got a good question in there. When we get back to Vlaovic, uh, I want to get this one first, and that is, how do you rate Fajoli's performance? Uh, for I'm going to be real clear about this one. Um, I think the way the game was played by Juve kind of took Fajoli out of it, and you don't have to look very far to see that. He had 20, 24, 26 total touches in his, what, just shy of 70 minutes game time. He had he touched the ball 24 times. The game took it away from Fajoli. Uh, we were left side dominant uh, for a lot of it. And again, I go back to how we use our Metzalas. And more often than not, they bomb ahead miles forward from the back line and Locatelli. And we're trying to break lines and find them. I don't agree with it. I think... And, it's funny because if you look at a couple sequences in the first half when Juve was really struggling, those Metzalas were bombing forward. Kostic got locked and absolutely clamped down on the flank. The second Rabio started delaying and started coming back and being closer to Loka, all of a sudden those midfielders that were being taken back with them with our Metzala, Rabio, that were shutting down that flank, all of a sudden they had to hold. And some of them had to... Some of them were drawn in by Rabio, and then all of a sudden, weird. All of a sudden, you start opening up spaces for where you do want to move the ball. And this is why I say it's a much bigger picture than just quality of players and everything going on. But Fajoli, the game took it away from him. Do you guys have anything to add? I think it was good. I think he had a decent game. He had his hands full with Luis Alberto. Like the, mm -hmm. the right side of Lazio's mid midfield was weaker. Uh, even when SMS came in, he failed to settle into the game and find his room. But overall, Fajoli, yeah, he doesn't dive straight into tackles. When we come out of press, he controls the ball, and the ball well and always looking for passes rather than just kick it upfield. I like what I saw. Again, with all the youngsters, and what, what Max has to realize is that they need minutes, they need consistency, and he should give it to them. Fajoli is getting better and better. There you go. There you go. Luca, anything to add on Fajoli? Uh, my only addition to what you guys said is I'm 
he, I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't mad when he came out, but what I'm happy to see is that it was Meretti taking his spot when he did come out. It's better than seeing Paredes come in, and I think Meretti does, uh, does cover that role more than fine, and he also could offer a little bit more going forward. So I'm not sure if that's what Max wanted out of Miretti, but seeing him come in as a sub, I think that was a perfect one-for-one, and I'm glad it was that and not Paredes. I hate how we use our midfielders. That, yeah, say that. we won't touch that one. In general, yes. I just, I yeah. hate, I hate the ideas of what mm-hmm. we try to do. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Just going to leave it at that. We're going to move on to this question. That's that's a max problem. Yeah. If you had the option right now to sell Vlaovic for 80 million euros and get four players in his place to fortify the squad, would you do it at this point? No. no. I mean, if if we're going like, we're, we're, this is this is a lot of there's a lot of specu- speculation here that you're gonna get eighty for him and you're gonna get four players. Off that, off this, I'm gonna say yes because four is a lot. But I don't think you could get eighty, and I don't think you could get four with eighty. So. I, mean, I don't think you can get four. I think you still need to replace Vlahovic if you're selling him, and yeah. a top striker, someone good, won't cost twenty million. Six, that's 50, just 60 easily the reality so you either extend keen which already costs 40 or uh, milik which could be injury prone if you play if he's the first striker because he was injury prone in his career and no you have an asset you you have time with him you still need to hold on to him and give him more opportunities mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say i'm not for 80 we bought him for approximately 70 80, something so. yeah Nothing yeah. short of 120 million would satisfy me. Right Pardon? now, my mind is not made up. Um, so I would say no. I don't like the 80 million price tag, number one, uh, especially depending on the teams that would be coming in. Yeah. No way. You want uh, Dushan? We're in the driver's seat because we own him and have the rights. Mm-hmm. Up that price. So at 80 million euros, no. Um, four players. If 80 million was going to get you four players on today's market, they would probably be around Rincon. Um, so I'd probably say no to that. Um, but I think it's too soon. I think it's too soon. Yeah. I've been a little uh, critical of him earlier on in the season and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There was a turnaround in, as far as mentality goes, but now we've got differences. There's a lot of question marks. I think... Overall, when we look at this Juventus, and let's take Vlaovic, let's put Allegri in there, let's put all the guys in this. This is an absurd situation that Juve's in right now. This is not normal terms. When I brought up the fact that I can sympathize with Max, and even if you take Max Allegri out of it, with what people believe in terms of his approach, his pragmatism, all this, if you take that away, I don't care who the coach is, I would sympathize with any coach that was in this scenario right now it is by far an absurd season with all everything that this team has had to deal with um and it's not easy uh vlaovic i think everyone's got to remember too is still pretty young he's we paid we paid for the ceiling yeah we paid for the ceiling and you you can't you can't make that decision so quickly it it does need some time there and maybe max isn't the guy to bring it out in him and whatnot 
maybe he isn't the guy and maybe yeah. another coach would be doing yeah. more yeah. for Vlaovic and whatnot. And you could talk about Vlaovic and his numbers at Fiorentina and what he was doing. Teams play Fiorentina differently and they get, it's a little more open. There's a, there's a lot of things going on, but I think it's too soon to make that call. Luca. I just want to wrap up and say, let's be, let's look at it this way. Delict was around the same value and we only got one player to replace him. Like, we're not gonna get four guys and you know 80 million okay it's not it's not a little amount it's obviously a lot but we also invested 70 something into him i don't like there's it's unrealistic I, very i realistic. can get you i can get you three for nothing just salary yeah, yeah yeah but that's those are guys without that selling. ending yeah, yeah yeah but again yeah but those are guys those are bodies like I, no what i'm saying is i won't sell him because we can get three, four guys with no contract uh, without selling him. And it's, keeping um, it's, it's a tough question because it, it, it's, first of all, you have to look at the realism of the question. But if you take all that out and you just look straight up at the question and say 80 million, four players, it's a pretty good deal. But then yeah, the, the league the got three seasons to show what he's worth. Exactly. It's a little bit different too. Dushan anyway, is here now a year position. and two days. Different coach more time. Too. Give him more time. Let's let's evaluate it in the season. I think that's a t that's right now. It's not the time to be thinking about that. All right, all right. So let's get to basically what's on deck for Juventus. Okay, so Inter now semifinals, April fourth and twenty fifth. Uh, Inter Merda, Juve. Real quick, Juve going through to the final of Coppa Italia. Yeah, yeah, and just. Yeah, and just to note something, uh, the second game is at home. We play the first one away, yeah, second away. at home. Yeah. I say yes, we will be in the Coppa Italia final. Now, in this month remaining, Salernitana on the road, Fiorentina at home, and then we have the first uh, leg against Nantes in the Europa League, then Spezia away from home, and then the second leg against Nantes, and then Torino. So there's a lot of football. In March... Juve has three games so far until we see if we advance in the Europa League. Now, in the league like, games... I think there's an international break there. Yes. Maybe that's why. In the league games, Salernitana, Fiorentina, Spezia, Torino. How many points are we going to pull out? Early, early month prediction. How many points out of those matches? Should get all of them. Should. Good. I sure, say man. we I say we get all points. 12 points, 12 points. Now, I think 7 points. Are we going to advance and beat Nantes in the Europa League? Yes. Also, yes. I think February is a great month and we're going to have an awesome not awesome, but we're we are going to have a great month. I hate January. I always said it, it's the worst month for Juve always. And it hasn't been different this year. We had a good month with Pirlo. We beat Barcelona that month. No, we didn't. Yes, we played Barcelona in October. No, who plays Champions League uh, group stage in January? Luca. Okay, Come on. so Nance, we're saying we're going through. Luca is lost completely yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, okay. Move on, uh, move he on. hasn't answered a question in three right now. Uh, I'm going to answer trees right now. I said seven. Pogba termination is picking up a lot. How possible you guys think that is? And if he does, okay, I'll just tell you guys right now. So, the bullshit, Romeo yeah. Agresti, 
I messaged him and I said, dude, what's the deal? He says, absolutely no chance. Okay. So absolutely no chance. I said, is there any out? Like, why is this picking up so much steam? He said, no chance. There's no I, chance. I, I'll tell you why. Not even thinking about it. I'll tell you why. Just one page with a lot of, of followers read the, what Gazetta wrote that you were considering not paying the bonuses and stuff. And they misinterpreted it as you were are looking to get rid of Pogba. They posted it, and afterwards, all the big accounts followed it. Typical. And it was just they didn't read the article correctly and didn't try and wanted to get traction, so they wrote it. There's the fact of the matter is simple common sense. Guys you can't contract. break just... a contract just because no, you're frustrated and simply want to lose it. Pogba would have to terminate on his side too and be okay with it. So this is Italy, Bert. There is no common sense in contracts. It's so really uh, nice. well, we're not. The FIGC isn't involved in our contract. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now yes. news. We're gonna get to some news. Benucci, as far as injury updates go, Benucci should be back for Nance, but I don't expect him that he'll be playing anyways. Uh, it's Nance um, or Fiorentina for remember Benucci. the Chilio. Pogba, Pogba now apparently. It was supposed to be Salernitana this Tuesday. Apparently now is going to be Fiorentina. We continue to wait. Uh, frustrating stuff. TikTok. There is the appeal. Juve is ready. Okay, so their appeal for Kony, everything is all set and it's ready. And apparently it also includes new documents backing their numbers and everything that was previously not uh, disclosed to the court. We will see what happens there. Juve's prepping their fight. Team lists for Europa League, obviously, Paul Pogba is included. Dean Hewson, the one that could be renewed, the one that Romeo Gresti came on the show and said is first team ready, is on the team list for Europa League. So that is our news, but it doesn't stop there. There is another case the FIGC is looking to turn to Juventus, and that is because Luciano Moji was at the Juve Primavera game and was on the sideline. Of course, Luciano Moji has a lifetime ban and was not able to be there. So the FIGC is conjuring up a yet another case. And what? this is hilarious, and it just... Where at what point does it end? At what our issue? Like, what? How's that a problem with Juventus? That guy really needs a woman in his life. That that Kinega. I'm sorry. That that's that's a bored guy who just no. Maybe doesn't matter anymore. He must lead a sad, sad life. But it is beyond uh, ridiculous at this point now um and uh i don't even know what to say to it uh, i had a good friend of uh, ours and the show um asking me and uh, it's nick nick's gonna be involved uh and it's uh nick cardone whatnot but he, he said you know at what point like he goes i just i've had enough of everything in italy and i said absolutely i agreed with him and i said for me this is it uh and i think i shared a little bit of it yesterday but the best case scenario for me is a Super League forming that doesn't have the Prem teams involved. And Juve says, they, to FIGC and Serie A, they can be left to rot 
and they crumble. And it's sad for me because of the history and the league being involved and whatnot. But you know what? I'm also not afraid of change. And change uh, is the one thing that's constant in the world and in life. You will all be always be faced with changes. Do not fear change. Leave Syria to rot and we thrive and continue to move on. And then all those little chihuahuas can be left there to yip and yap and whatever. And it's whatever. Sit there. They're having their fun. They're making their jokes now as if Juve didn't carry them for years and years. It's yeah. an absolute joke, but I saw, I've had I just saw, about enough. I saw something funny today. I saw that. It, well, it's not let's, funny, let's but it's not funny. But some Doria are nearing bankruptcy, and the FIGC want to deduct them points for not paying the salaries for the players. So, first of all, also Inter didn't do that, and no one said anything. No one even cared. Yeah. Your players can be slaves and work for free. No one cared. But, but Juventus. Now, how how does that type of stuff happen and will continue to happen? And that's what Luciano Modi said, and he's right. Without the Plus Valencia, without that method, a lot of clubs have, would have already gone bankrupt, and Juventus would not have been one of them. Okay? Now, who... Who poured money into the bank accounts of these teams more than anyone in the league? Preach. Preach. Juve, the, the, part of the reason the, these teams are not going bankrupt is because Juve kept buying their talents, giving them a lot of money to work with, to pay their salary, to bring in new players, to do whatever they want, renovate their stadium, their uh, dressing room, whatever. And if you if Juve would stop do that, they wouldn't be the first team to go bankrupt or lose anything. They will bounce back. They have XOR. They're fine. They're not worried. Sampdoria will take decades to come back to where they were. And we have teams that it happened to them and just failed to get back. And we kind of lost them. You guys would know this. Do we have the newest stadium in City A? I mean, I can't Yeah, because the other ones got put on hold. Right. I think so, that's still I think that's still the one. There was plans for a bunch of them, but I haven't seen through, anything. Right? There was I, I could tell you there's oh. probably been about 20 plans and concepts put out there that have all been frozen. They just so they they have and Omar finish up your point and yeah, do it, man. Can... Just do it. Do it for so, FIGC. Just send them one of those. Let's go. Let's go. No, that's my point. If I just yeah, yeah, no, but send it. Don't... Send them the. Send oh them. yeah, the Ted. The yeah, there you go. Yeah, there, there you go. One hundred percent. Anthony, I'll give you that. that. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, come on. You have to know that money trickles down from the top to the bottom. So Put it should. however you want. No one could have paid in Italy ninety million for Iguain or buying all those Mandragoras and, you know, ship them around. Money is moving because. You've made it move for a decade. And if FIGC, who have done nothing, nothing to help this club, these clubs go out of bankruptcy, because uh, it, it solely falls to the hands of the bigger teams to make that happen. If FIGC would have done anything to help those clubs with their salaries and not make them lose all their best players for nothing and take them out of the league, they would have done better. But they're doing nothing, then they're... Penalizing them because they can't play their players and penalizing the teams that do make those teams 
keep their head afloat. Yeah. And that's Italy in a nutshell for you. The Italian league, not entirely. Now, yeah. I'm going to remind everybody, please take a second, hit the like button, okay? If you're new here, subscribe to the channel, whatnot. Live chat, you guys have been on fire today. We even had Anthony jump in from a fishbowl. How the hell did he get the clock up in the fishbowl? That was wild. Anyways, Anthony, good stuff. We're telling the FIGC to stuff. We've gone time. through the news. Today That's is weird. the Back on Track documentary release for Federico Chiesa. So I'm sure uh, that's on everybody's docket for this evening to check out. Some probably stayed up and checked it out because I know that release time. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to be checking it out tonight. It's going to be a decent watch. There's uh, some quotes in there from I see Chiellini being posted out there. I'm going to try to steer clear of that because I don't want any spoilers. I want to just go into it free mind and check it out. But uh, yeah, Juve, never a dull moment. Right now, what's going on? We take it one day at a time. For everybody that tries to, everybody's going to have their theories as what they think is going to happen. This thing is far from over. The team's got to continue to work hard and uh, get the job done. We got to hope that the guys that we need to rely on don't, in fact, give up and that the guys that are going to be uh, moving forward uh, continue to just drive. This boss, man, and it's got to be Chiesa. It's got to be Locatelli. Fajoli is going to be a big part of it. We talked about his game today or yesterday, and uh, yeah, let's see what that. And sorry, Prime, Prime, Prime. Everybody in the chat, guys, let's go. It's on Prime. Amazon Prime, okay? Now, guys, got a little bit of a breather now. A little bit of a breather before we get crazy with games. But Sunday, we're going to have Mirko Di Natale on live we always love when miracle comes on so it's going to be good and we'll see what happens tuesday of course salernitana we will do a match day live again and then uh, no watch along but then we'll get going uh so it's going to be good stuff everybody in live chat now is your time for storm the barn questions all right bus of women razzle take it easy today with this bus of women man Damn, dude take it easy this is Pump the He now. has a point. <laughs> I mean, no, he, he has a point. Come on. Like, Luciano Moji has attended a game and we're getting investigated. Meanwhile, Berlusconi offers about. Oh, that the... comment was great. I oh, highlighted yeah, yeah. that comment. That's what he's referring to. That's what he's referring to. That's what he's referring to, man. He's yeah. allegedly provided hookers to his team. We Allegedly. Just because you said on video does not mean it's true, Omar. Where's the wiretaps, though? I need to know if it was legit. Oh, legit. I, will, I, will, I will say this, Lucia. Uh, Berlusconi and Galliani are too smart to get mixed in all of that. They're not dumb. They know too Italy. Smart. They know the market. I mean, that's the former prime minister of Italy. I don't so. know if it's necessarily smart or connected. 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 The <laughs> they just know people. It's... Maybe connected. Just connections, connections. Uh, yeah. Only, only our phones are uh, tapped. Yeah, like, come on, you make keywords here. Keywords. No, that that's true. It's only Juve, but it does happen because we are a publicly traded company, and yeah. the police are wiretapping because they think there's something that has gone wrong. They can't do that at free will to privately owned companies. So that's As an investor story. in Juventus, I have no issues with what they're doing. I think they should be cleaned of all charges and let's let them now, just play the league we're gonna get to our first storm the barn again everybody uh now's your chance to get any questions in i'm gonna open up to you guys too before we get into these ones 
Is there any questions you guys have on anything that we might not have addressed uh, so far? No, we're we're covering a lot of ground here. Then let's fire away. So Ramo comes in here saying, do you think the midfield should be looking to play down the middle more rather than always go down the flanks? Who wants? I could take this first if you guys want, or I I would say it depends the team we play. Honestly. I yeah, I mean it kind of goes along the lines of how the games work. When we watched that Monza game, this is what drove me crazy, is the fact that the flanks were completely shut down, mm-hmm. and we didn't try to go through the middle, and we weren't. And again, that same thing on how we use our midfield players, bombing up the Mitsalas. They take away options from your wingbacks. They get too far advanced. And if the lanes are gone, they're useless. So you end up doing this rinse and repeat of just passing the ball from the defender to the flank to the defender, go around the other side, flank, defender, flank, back around the other side. In certain games, you have to force the opponent to give you the lanes you want. You need to create that space. We're not always doing it. We're doing the same thing out of our midfield players. And yeah, that frustrates the hell out of me. I said it today. I hate the way we use our midfielders. I think there's a much easier, simplistic setup that we could be utilizing. Either two pivots with one advanced centrally, not one advancing from either left or right. Or or you can use one defensive mid leave them deep but keep your other two guys as creators then you have to change and i don't know if that one necessarily suits uv as much as two base pivots one attacking so that would be my preference but again it really depends uh, from game to game what that opponent is also doing and how they're lined up that's my thoughts you guys want to elaborate anything or yeah it's pretty much the same yeah, like sometimes you need to know how to play through the center and through the wings. You don't need to have only one set structure where you only go through the wing through the wings. Lazio left the wings wide open. It was easier for Quadrado to get forward and for Kostic to get forward. Mm-hmm. Might have been a different case against a different team or against Inter that are coming up in the Coppa Italia. Yeah. They have they are locking the you know the flanks. So we, we need to learn to do both, but I think the 352 kind of restricts you to it. And it's not that good because you only have one guy there who yeah. needs to run up and down all game long. Yeah. So that might be a problem. I got a question that I'm gonna get to. Uh my Michael Razzle store of the bars. Do you think Italy use the only phone bug they can afford on Juve since we are the worst <laughs> thing to happen to Syria? They're starting to treat us like we're the worst thing that's ever happened to uh, that damn league, and uh, it's uh, infuriating. My question to you guys is, everybody's healthy. How do you line up Juventus in your mind? Um, And this can be regardless of seeing it or whatnot. What is your best in terms of something we would have to try all bodies healthy? I feel like me and Omar are going to have a very similar one. I I already said mine. Uh, I think two. Uh, yeah, but I didn't ago. include. Um, but that wasn't see. all bodies healthy. Yeah, I'd include. Pogba that was that for one. that specific uh, mm-hmm. opportunity and okay. moment in game. So let's say so I, all healthy. Go, Mark. Okay. Right now, everyone healthy. I'll go. Perrin. Mm-hmm. Four men backline. Quadrado. Um, 
ברמר, דנילו, and possibly אילינג, but just for the sake of it, no, אילינג, you know what, I'm going with אילינג. Good. And anyone is going to say he's not a defender and stuff, so was Alfonso Davies, and he's the best, one of the best LBs in the world, so if you want to attack, you need someone who can attack, and not someone who only defends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the middle is easy, Lukatelli, Fajoli, Pogba. Uh, attacker is also easy, Di Maria, Vlachovic, Chiesa. That's mine. Landuccio, Landuccio on the bench. <laughs> That's mine. That's exactly what I would do. I'm okay with that. Hmm. Cool. Hmm. All right. All right. Got some shouts for 3-4-3-4-3-3. Devastating trio. Kiesa, Vlaovic, Di Maria. I think oh. it, it depends on, like, who's playing. Because we saw that uh, Sule is better in the middle. I think Di Maria, yeah. you can play him either right or center. Kiesa, mm-hmm. far better out on the left or on the right rather mm-hmm. than the center. Uh, so, so Omar, in play. brief form now, because I was looking at uh, live chat, give it real quick to me right again. My Formation and names. Yeah, real quick. Real quick. 4-3-3, Perin, Quadrado, Bremer, Danilo, Ealing, uh, Lucatelli, Fajoli, Pogba, Chiesa, Vlahovic, Di Maria. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. That's not too far off from what... Uh... I would do the three in the middle. I would set up more as a four, two, three, one, to be honest. If I was oh, not seeing like anything, that. yeah, I could, I would have Pogba ahead of Locatelli and Fajoli. And I would mm-hmm. work those two guys as pivots because they're great ball retentive midfielders yeah. and Locatelli, yeah. what he does defensively is massive. Mm-hmm. Let, um, let's do something interesting. How line up your worst lineup. You can think of no, no. No, don't please, I don't need the heart attack. It's a good <laughs> game. It's not rooted. I don't want to do the worst one, but yeah. uh, that's not far off from what I'm doing. The one place I get stuck is what I want to do on that back line. And tough, I yeah. can understand the shouts for trying Ealing Jr. on the back there, and that might be uh, something worth exploring for Juventus. Uh, and, yeah, you can look outside of Juve for some examples of where that's happened and worked out. So, Michael Razzo. Uh, we, we got that already, one. Yeah. What am I doing here? Wrong what one, coach yeah. from Ivan here? What coach would you like to see next year? Allegri yeah, is definitely yeah. outdated as a history, not playing youngsters. Are you down for some no names like Zizou or Tuchel? Contis? So we gave our short list uh, not too long ago, and I think it was the same group. It was, uh, it was Omar, myself, and uh, Luca. Mm-hmm. And some of the names that were on that short list were Dionisi. We had. Uh, um Conte just I put out there something you would have to explore given where we're currently at but financially I see more some someone like Dionisi Gallardo was on there um uh, you were going off the wall with one of your selections uh Omar refresh my memory I said Roger Schmidt from Benfica it wasn't Schmidt it was somebody else uh oh I had Jesse Marsh uh, but yes. all the guys who are Leeds fans said I, I'm not basing that off his Leeds days <laughs> I'm basing that off his Salzburg days the Premier League is a different story it's a bit yeah. harder but we definitely had Zizou in there we didn't none of us touched uh um Tuchel there or put him on the list whatnot um I think it's gonna be a inexpensive option when we yeah. move on to the yeah. next coach being realistic um so a guy like zizou and whatnot and you really have to question if zizou is uh the guy this moment in time to be honest i said it on that show i would have liked the cherby and i think it, there was a time there we're talking about going full circle with 
Allegri. And at the time, you could have justified getting rid of him. That was right around the same time that JRB ended up going to Brighton it, it was, and whatnot. It, it was, it was exactly literally all right in after Monza. Right span. after Monza, exactly. And I think that JRB would have been uh, a very, very interesting one. Uh, but again, you're going to have some fans that weren't with that and some that were for it. Hey, it's all, it's all where you think. It's all what you think. And it's all good. Opinions Honestly, are think- opinions. Not sure why Luca decided to throw that symbol out for people that uh, have a <laughs> different opinion. I said opinion. it, and I got so much heat for it. But now I went, oh, yeah, he's doing good with Brighton. Oh, because <laughs> you got heat for it. Oh, yeah, so it's everybody point, who gave you heat for wanting to chair me. You got to make that clear. Because everyone at that clear. point, Bert said he was untested. Now he's killing it with lead, uh, with uh, Brighton. And they're all like, oh, oh, we've come to see the light. Well, I damn told you. So yeah, but you know what? always killed it with uh, Brighton. All but... the coaches have question marks. Uh, better, even DeCherby, even if we're, even Dionisi, who I wouldn't mind coming in. Yeah, yeah. He still has questions. Zizou has question marks. They all Conte carries question marks. Yeah. They will you will never have somebody that you're like hundred and fifty percent yes instantly, mm-hmm. unless it suits your preference on what they're doing, how they play, what their approach is. I'm I'm with that style approach, and who the guy is. Hey, uh, I think the best question. the best course of action would be someone young, up and coming from the league. Considering everything, salary, project, youngsters, everything, I think someone from the league who's not high profile would be the ideal choice. Yeah. Hold on, I want to address this because <laughs> he says less question marks than Max. <laughs> Again, That's true. I will say this. The question marks have arisen, though, because who I, I say it again. If you go back to when Max was brought in, if you would have said in two years time, we're going to be getting swept by Monza, all this, whatnot, I would have everyone would have said no chance, no chance. Yeah, no struggling this bad, mm-hmm. whatever in a second year after Max gets and yet. Here we are. So again, the question marks arise, and you we could find ourselves getting a modern style football coach and still be in the same boat in a couple of years. This roster, it's all got to come together, everybody. Let's can, let's get a team. Let's get a management team first. Let's get a and sporting director and go from let's there. Let's get that sporting yeah, director, okay. management mm-hmm. team. There we go. How many goals, doctor? How many goals do you think Kiesa and Dushan will score? How many of those goals will come from one assisting another? So we got, what, 18 league games left? Eight, is it 18 left? Yeah. Yeah, 18 games left. 18 league games left. If I had to throw a number out there, Kiesa and Dushan, how many goals they'll score combined? Probably, I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's not going to be a high number. It's not going to be astronomical. If I had to guess, I'm probably going to say that there's going to be maybe 12 or 14, 12 to 14 combined between the two. Let's do it differently because it's hard to give a specific number. Over under 15. Goals? Under. Under Combined? Yeah. Combined, I I say under. That was the question. 
How many goals will Kiesa and Dushan will score? Over under 15, I'm going to say under. Yeah. I'm going to go... Then I'm going to go over. Mm. Assisting each other under. Under under 10. I think they're going to get more assists from other players. Yeah, it's a question of, you know, fitness and stuff. We can't... Yeah, we don't know know how many games they're going to play. Yeah. Under. Under. There you go. There you go. I'm scanning, looking for some more Storm the Barn, not seeing much. And we're kind of at that time, everybody. Um, I might have to change my prediction, though, because Anthony (laughs) Wander. But I can't go the same as Omar because he always flips out. Ah, it is is what it is. All right, everybody. Hey, one thing's for sure. It is nice to have a win to talk about again. So this was a lot of fun just for that. Hey, take the victories. Okay. Um, It is what it is. Uh, Is there still work to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. But take the wins. This is not normal circumstances for any football club to have to endure. Um, There's added pressure to the team and the fact that they have a lot of guys that know they're not going to be here next year and it would be easy for those bodies to give up. Max has to juggle all this amongst probably some shortcomings uh, strategically in terms of the the, um, offense. We got to start scoring goals though. Because uh, when we're not solid, uh, that's when you have uh, games that end up in disasters. So we got to pick it up offensively, and I hope the goals start coming. Hopefully it happens Tuesday against Salernitana. We'll be live on Sunday with Mirko Di Natale. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you, everybody, in the live chat. As always, you guys are amazing. Enjoy uh, the few days until we get to the live show with Mirko. I'll be bringing you daily news updates till then. Luca, Omar, as always, a pleasure. For anybody that's tuning in on audio, get over to YouTube for the extra stuff, extra videos, extra fun, the match day lives, the watch-alongs, and the live interviews. We had Romeo Agresti, and now we're bringing back Milko Di Natale. All right, so get over to YouTube and subscribe. Everybody, until next time, as always, it's Fino alla fine, Forza Juve.